0: Season for the Washington Capitals, and then it's playoff time! Woo! Welcome into Family Faceoff, presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm Courtney Lachlan, joined by Dan Nolan in studio, and Dad Craig Lachlan. What's up? You're in Florida. How's it going?
1: It's good. We've had a couple of days here. We had yesterday off on Sunday. We have a game tonight against the Panthers, and then we finish up our road schedule. So we're looking
0: forward to coming home and finishing off in fine style on our home ice. Now, it's been a, two weeks about since the last time that we recorded this podcast. Lots have happened. Lots has happened Uh-oh. with the Washington Capitals. They clinched a playoff spot. They clinched their ticket. Uh, they also ha- are on a four-game Winning streak. Way to go, Caps. To me, though, the biggest game for them was the game in Tampa Bay over the weekend. That was a huge game for the Capitals. I thought they played phenomenal. They really shut down the Tampa Bay Lightning. And how about Alex Ovechkin? 50, 50 goals, baby. And
1: 51. Amazing. We Let's can talk, talk about him.
0: Bird for fifty.
1: Yeah, we could have a show just on Alex Ovechkin and what he means to this team and what he means to the NHL and the franchise. He's an incredible player. He's an incredible guy. And hitting 50, I think he was elated when he got it against Tampa Bay in particular. Remember last year, guys, he fell one short at 49. And you might say, well, it's only one less than 50. But in hockey terms, there's a big difference between 9 and 10. There's a big difference between 19 and 20 and so on. So hitting 50 is another great accomplishment for his eighth time in his career, he is a generational player that will go down in history, and because of this 50-goal season, we've talked about this before on our podcast, he really now has a legitimate chance to catch the great one. Wow.
2: There was the other piece of this that I thought was super interesting. So not only does he score his 50th goal and his 51st goal later in the game, but also he absolutely levels a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning on the exact <laughs> same play I feel like that was a little extra satisfaction.
0: And I feel like when you look at that play, and he absolutely crushed Colburn, and I feel like that play is Alex Ovechkin in a nutshell. When you look at his career and the way that he has played and even the way that he's changed his game a little bit, He plays some rough and tough minutes. He's not just this dynamic, fancy, one of the best goal scorers of all time, but he plays hard minutes. And I think Tom Wilson said it best after the game on Saturday, and he said that Alex Ovechkin blows the roof off when it comes to goal scoring. And it's just his overall style of play. He's physical. He's tough. And that entire play, to me, sums up Alex Ovechkin in a nutshell with his physical gritty style and then scoring, obviously, a beautiful goal.
1: Guys, there's never been a goal scorer that has that combination of toughness, run you over, run through you to score, and his great shot, and obviously his offensive skills that he possesses. I think when you look at the leaders around the NHL and NHL history, you'll notice that they're fancy Dan's, that they don't, when you look at their penalty minutes, they're not up there, their hits are not up there. Uh, Gretzky, Bossy, Robitaille, you go through the greatest scorers of all time, and the only guy you can maybe remind them of is the great Gordy Howe, because Mr. Howe, Mr. Hockey, had sort of that little edge to his game that was unheard of in his era. And I think Alex Ovechkin is that same type of prototypical player. If you could best define a power forward and the best ever to play, it would be Alex Ovechkin. There's no one even close because he plays a totally different style than all the skill guys that have come before him. And we are the luckiest guys, especially me on TV and being in Washington, to be able to watch him like you guys have since day one when he kicked off his NHL season. If you remember, his first game, and I remember like it was yesterday, he ran over... Radislav Suchi, who I called <laughs> Suchi, of course, and like that. And he ran him over and he scored his first couple of goals against Columbus. And that was the start of stardom for our grade eight.
2: Okay, so the last question, I think we should move on to the playoff race after this. But yep. Craig, you all year have been saying 60 goals, 60 goals, 60 goals. He would have to have a hat trick in all three <laughs> of the remaining games. Is he going to hit 60?
1: No, unfortunately (laughs) not, Dan. I wanted 60 badly, but 50, and I guess this day and age, I guess this day and age 50 is yesteryear's 60. So um, I'm very satisfied. I'm so happy for him. He was glowing when we flew out of Tampa the other night on the plane. He was all smiles. And to me, it was just the whole team, surrounding him and saying job well done once again you're leading us big boy they call him big man and big man was bigger than big man in tampa bay
2: maybe well, biggest man
0: and he, yes. you know just just a fun fact just quick about alex ovechkin and his eight 50 goal seasons he has more 50 goal seasons than any other active player in the nhl combined
2: that's a lot of that's goals. amazing
0: <laughs> That is a lot of goals. Big man. Yeah. Big man. Alex Ovechkin hits fifty. All right, let's move on to what everybody's gonna be wanna talk everyone's going to want to talk about. Let's get these next three games out of the way. How about the playoff race? Because it is right around the corner, and I can't believe it. I feel like it was just yesterday, Dad, that you and I were on this podcast during our first one of the season, and now it's playoff time. I mean, this is the most exciting time of the season. You and I will come home every night. We watch every single playoff game. I mean, (laughs) it it really is the best, but – we still don't know who the Caps are going to play. And I even called it a couple of shows ago that I said, I think it's going to come down to that last game of the season between the Caps and the Islanders, and I'm still sticking to my guns and I'm going to believe that it's going to come down to that game. But, I mean, we still don't know who they're going to play. Dad, I know you have some thoughts on who you'd like to see the Caps play and maybe who you don't really want to see them play.
1: Well, I think when you look at the playoff race, it's not said and done for even where the Caps are going to finish, guys. I, I mean, they still are mathematically able to be caught from behind. So the Caps have to take care of business, first and foremost. And it starts in Florida. Then they have to take out Montreal. Then they'll be in great shape. The magic number for the Caps to win the Met again is four. Either way, a team losing, a Caps winning, the magic number is four for them to solidify first in the Metropolitan, which will be the best thing that they can have happen because it's gonna be so important for them for their playoff run. I think when you look at the teams that they have the possibility of playing, last week it was Carolina. This week, to me and everyone around the Caps is thinking, with you look at analytics, you look at wins and losses, you look at how teams are playing and you break it down, it looks like the first matchup will be against Columbus. And if you could pick someone that they could play, I'd prefer certainly to play Carolina. I'd love to play Montreal if they snuck in by some unbelievable accomplishment. I really think they're on the outside looking out. They just don't seem to have a chance with the teams they have to play. So to me, it's Carolina or Columbus. But right now, things are pointing in Columbus' direction. It's going to be a tough out. Columbus is finding their stride. And, Court, we talked about it last night and this morning. They've run off five in a row, and Bobrovsky's world class mm-hmm. again.
0: So, when you look at the kind of schedule of opponents of teams that are playing, as you said, Dad, Montreal, they are on the outside looking in right now with 92 points. They have the toughest schedule, and I think that's one of the reasons why they. A lot of people are saying, you know what, Montreal is going to have a tough go. They have to yep. win. They have to get six points in order to get in. They play Tampa Bay, Washington, and Toronto. They by far have the toughest schedule. <laughs> ske- I don't want to play any of those teams. Right I don't now. think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't either. And so I, I think Columbus. But I think the intriguing thing about Columbus and that storyline is that it is going to be a little bit of a rematch from last year. And the Caps had some struggles heading into the playoffs at that time. There was the big goalie controversy. Grubauer started ahead of Holpe. And so everybody says they want these rivalries. They want to see these teams play each other again. I would be really excited about that matchup just because of last year. And I, I don't know. every. I think – columbus is going to have a little bit more pressure right the caps are going to be able to come in with less of that pressure they know what it's going to take they know how to kind of flip that next switch and here columbus is a team that was struggling mightily after the deadline and now they have run off strap five in a row but they don't have that i don't know they don't have that x factor well
2: also remember last year i think it gets overlooked by people that don't follow every single day with the caps organization like the two of you do for sure is that i mean columbus was up to nothing last year i mean this was a six game series in the first round remember the stanley cup was so far after that and yes they really exercised all of the demons along the way but there was some serious concern in that first round and columbus only got better this season
1: yeah i mean you look at them and you look at the deadline acquisitions the reason they sort of fell there for a little bit, it was a hard transition for Duchesne, Zingle, guys like that to assimilate into their forward lines. Right now, Bobrovsky has nine shutouts on the season. He's had three in, I think, his last five starts. So he's playing out of this world and playing for his next year's contract because he, he's a UFA. Duchesne is a fancy Dan. Dezingle's a real good role player on the third line. They're going to be a tough out, and I hope the Caps, and I think I know the Caps are really, you know, focused on Columbus and Carolina as the possible matchups, but I really think Columbus, the Caps are going to have to play their best. It's going to be a very tough, hard series. I would have preferred them, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, to play Tampa in the first round, because I think Hmm. they match up well against Tampa. What?
0: No.
2: No, no, no no, so, no, no. no.
0: okay, this actually brings this actually brings no, no, up no. a really Columbus, interesting Columbus. I would like Columbus. Oh. To, <laughs> oh,
2: to play Tampa. Okay, okay. I was going to say it. I, was no, like
0: you want the I caps would like Columbus
1: to play. to play Tampa because Columbus reminds me a lot of the caps on how hard they play, how physical they can play mm-hmm. with guys like Anderson and Dubois and guys like that Felino. They have the same sort of makeup as the caps and you wonder why. Well, Everyone knows why, because everybody wants the same team as the Washington Capitals because they are the the defending champs. And that's what Tampa's trying to do, too, guys. Tampa's trying to mold their team, trying to play tougher, trying to play more physical, because that's what brought the cap success last season.
0: So this, this brings up an interesting point about you talk about Tampa Bay president's trophy Mm -hmm. i know that we've talked on this show a couple times about what we would do what changes we would make to the playoff format i know someone even suggested that uh teams pick their opponent i know you even mentioned (laughs) that but my question is should the president's trophy winning team be given a little bit more almost as a better incentive to win the president's trophy you win the president's trophy you get home ice advantage to the entire series but the way that the playoffs are laid out that president's team could be knocked out in the second round because you could have Tampa playing Boston or Toronto, who are the top three, four, five teams in the NHL. I don't know the answer because I don't know Even what they would do.
1: I don't think anybody knows that answer. But the thing is, you know, the Caps win the president's trophy, and thank you very much, and play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. You know, right. I mean, the Eastern Conference is so overloaded compared mm-hmm. to the West. So that's why we're having this discussion. Right, We're disappointed because the East is way more powerful. You still are going to have to get by these teams anyway. So would I like the playoff format change? Yes. I've said on the podcast, right. I love 1-16, through 16, and Tampa should be playing the bottom dwellers of the Western Conference. Right. And that way... To me, if they don't beat them, too bad on them because they should beat them and it would probably be a four to one series. So that's the only way you're going to be able to put that together, I think, if they ever decide to change. But I don't think it's in the cards right
0: now. And yeah. then you reseed. You, you know, yeah, the, the, re- the, the reseeding.
2: I think that's an important aspect of this, too. Yes. And, and the article that Courtney's referencing is Greg uh, Wachinski of ESPN. And uh, he mentioned this idea that, you know, Tampa, who, by the way, is really chasing history right now mm-hmm. in terms of their regular season success. Yeah. Who knows what they do in the playoffs, but, I mean, people are comparing this team to the Red Wings. Really good company to keep, but um, the fact that they could play the Bruins in the second round of the playoffs is crazy. And, and Craig, you bring up a good point. I mean, I think this happens across all pro sports. Inevitably, there's some conference that's going to be stronger than the other. And I think yeah. this year we're just seeing it's so strong in the East that really, no matter what, if you picture opponent, if you're reseeded based on each individual round, you're still going to have a super difficult matchup in the playoffs.
1: Well, I think the you know the Red Wings team then that you mentioned. Remember, they ran off 62 wins. Right. Tampa's going for they need three wins to tie them, four wins to pass, and they're sitting with I think 59 now. So all of a sudden, remember that Red Wing team that was so great? They lost, and they lost to Colorado that year after rattling off i think they had 62 wins and only 13 losses they ended up losing and not winning the stanley cup but it did propel them to stanley cups in the future i think the reseeding point is the best scenario it was always that when i played when we had the eastern conference it was always you know the patrick division but it was always reseeded we could play outside the division to start but then everything was reseeded i think that makes it a little better and we'll see what happens in the future with this happening, with, especially with the collective bargaining agreement coming up in a year. We only have one year left on the collective bargaining agreement. I know that's one of the hot topics among the players is president's trophy winner seating and also playoff formats in the future. So mm-hmm. it, it will be discussed.
0: And I think one more point to make about that reseeding is that I think that would allow more upsets. I mean, Dan, you just witnessed an upset in wow. basketball. That was so harsh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was the only <laughs> thing that came to mind that I know you probably feel the pain for the Sweet 16. Dan's a big Duke fan. Yes. Um, there are upsets. And that, that it's exciting. As, as awful as it is, the heartbreak, as awful as but it is as a fan to watch our, that.
1: It's always upsets in round one. Round one is the toughest, as we know, right. in H.L. Stanley Cup lore. Right. It's noted for that
0: but i think we you might i don't know you might see some more of those upsets of lower end teams upsetting higher higher ranked yeah. teams but anyways Goodness that's our gracious. playoff bit dan
2: the freaking metro division man <laughs> <laughs> jeez
0: the metro all right and dan we are very sorry for your for your loss yeah. dan's life. Yeah, thank recovering you.
2: great great season for Duke. great season
0: <laughs> well we hope that the Cavs are going to continue their great season 3 games left of the regular season super exciting for playoffs dad real quick i want to get your thoughts and we can share our list and hopefully we have some differences but the end of the season obviously is coming up yep Yep. let's give out our player awards and this is always interesting because some people say you got to be in it to win it to Mm. get some to be nominated for some of these end of the season awards that the nhl and a lot of the writers give out but let's go through our list and see who we would give these end of the season nhl awards too. Let's start okay. with the heart, which is MVP. Um, yep. I would personally give it to, it's got to go to Nikita Kutrov. He's got 122 points. We just talked at Nauseam about how good the Tampa Bay Lightning oh are. And record season, all these types of accolades that they've achieved. President's trophy. No doubt in my mind, it's got to be Kutrov. There are, however, some honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at Kutrov, I think he's the slam dunk Another basketball <laughs> analogy for uh, you—a you. slam dunk to win that with those type of points, the type of season, the way he's propelled the team. uh He is an immense talent, and he deserves it. I think the guys on the short list would have to be Goodrow out in Calgary, would have to be Kane in yep. Chicago. I'm mentioning Kane, even though the Blackhawks are out. He has been unreal—one of his best seasons ever. Twenty game point streak. Out. I'm giving a shout-out to Alex Ovechkin, too. Mm -hmm. People forget how great this guy is. He will get votes. I guarantee it for the heart, the MVP of the NHL. The way he has played, everybody were suspecting the Caps to falter after winning their first Stanley Cup. There has been no hangover whatsoever. They are on track the same as last year, guys. I think they're one point better than at this point last year. And a lot of that stems from the leadership and the play of our grade eight.
0: Big man. Big man. Grade Big eight. man. <laughs> Big man. Big man. All right. What about Norris? I mean, I you've also been on this show and said so many times who you think maybe got slighted a little bit in winning the Norris Trophy. And that's for the NHL's top defenseman. Who do you got?
1: I've got Giordano. Giordano is the captain of the Calgary Flames. He's 35 years old. The last five years, he's got votes for the Norris. He has been unbelievable. When you look at his numbers, I think he's got 74 points. I think he's right up there with the leaders among plus minus. And why I think he deserves a Norris is that he has played on the power play, played on the penalty kill. In fact, he has four shorthanded goals. And his overall play deserves it. I think guys that are going to be considered, and everybody's talking about his burns. However, if you read some articles today, Dowdy was very unflattering with his comments on Mm -hmm. burns in the last couple of days. But that's not going to prevent him from having a chance to win it. I think that's the short list. After that, you have to think again. I'm thinking local guys. John Carlson will get votes once again, it's unfortunate he's playing in the NHL right now with the type of defenseman that they have. It's going to be tough for John to win it, but he's definitely in the top five.
0: I think Brett Burns gets my vote. He's got 79 points. Everybody loves him. But as you did say, Dad, Doughty did give him a couple shots and basically <laughs> ripped them and said he's easy to play against. You can burn a <laughs> one-on-one and all these things. To me... John, the last year is the year that John Carlson got completely ripped off of the Norris Trophy. I think. And
1: yes, he did. He should have won it last year. Yep.
0: And that brings us to our next award. Obviously, you have the MVP, who is the NHL's best player, the Norris, yeah. then the Selkie, which they do specify, and they say the Selkie Award is given to the NHL's top defensive offenseman. So now you have. You're, you're adding top in that
1: defensive yeah forward top defensive forward
0: right Offen- defensive offense <laughs> <laughs> offense I think I just made up a, an NHL hockey uh, word you're an offenseman now uh, you're you an offense but it's the best defensive forward and to me no doubt in my mind it's got to go to Patrice Bergeron I don't really think anybody else is going to even be even close on that list just everything that he does for the Boston Bruins dad you mentioned uh Giordano and what And how many minutes he plays, well, Patrice Bergeron does the same. He plays power play. He plays penalty kill. He's a face-off guy. This guy is all over the ice, no doubt, world-class talent, best defensive forward.
1: No doubt about it. Bergeron's going to win it again. He's won, I think, four of them now. This will be his fifth. I think when you look at the guys that had a possibility— it would be last year's winner, Andrzej Kopitar, but Kopitar had a subpar year along with his whole team in Los Angeles, so he's going to be knocked out. I will say another name that's going to be and on the rise that may get votes, and I think he will get a lot of votes, and that's Barkov with the Florida Panthers. He is an animal. He is a big centerman that plays both sides of the ice as well as anybody. He's only in his mid-20s. I think he's 23 years old. But in the future, he will be the next guy in line after Bergeron runs out his career winning another three or four of them. Uh, He will be the next guy in line for a possibility to win it.
0: A couple left here, Dad. Some of them pretty easy. Vezna, best goaltender. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, I think for sure is going to be win. Yeah,
1: Vasilevsky. And
0: then Calder for best rookie, Elias Pettersson. He's got 65 points, 68 games played. He was the Rookie of the Month in the month of October. He's been phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and Dalian will get some uh, votes too in Buffalo. He's a big defenseman. He's still young. Uh, I think those guys are the leaders. And I, I think Pettersson with 27 goals and the way he's led Vancouver, there is no doubt about it. And the Rookie of the Year, and I know Bennington's been knocked around. Mm-hmm. They, call him, they call him Winnington, and he's got 21 wins. Give the guy credit. He's a journeyman goalie. In his rookie year, that's done fantastically with St. Louis. But I really think the award's got to go to P- Patterson, Peterson, however you want to call him. TD, I think they the call him. Will, <laughs> he will win it. Uh,
0: and how about Jack Adams, which goes to <laughs> Coach of the Year? Oh, now he's... you brought the last one, which is the toughest, Courtney.
1: All right, here we go. Let's
0: see if we're going to agree on this one. Okay. Who are you going with?
1: Okay. <laughs> I am going with Bill Peters in Calgary, and I firmly believe he's going to win it, and I'll tell you why. He's taken a Calgary Flames team in his first year that were totally out of the playoffs last year, did not make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Takes them, they win their division. They're one of the best in the West, if not the best team in the West, over 100 points. Uh, They've been money on home ice. Bill Peters, for the turnaround in Calgary, with very little turnover of players, it's not like they signed 18 guys. Mm-hmm. They signed one guy uh, from Nashville or from uh, Vegas who's had a very bad season. The real deal, James Neal, who's done nothing, <laughs> and all of a sudden now they're they are the best team in the West. And if there's a team coming out of the Western Conference. I really believe it's going to be Calgary Flames. So yeah. my vote goes to Bill Peters.
2: The road goes through Calgary in the West, for the record. Yes. That was established over the weekend. So Calgary <laughs> is number one in the West.
0: All right. I'm you gonna got, have, i do you got, Bart? I don't have him. I'm going to go with none other than former Washington Capitals head coach, Barry Trotz. And, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a song that said, I'm started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh,
2: my <laughs> goodness gracious.
0: Right? Is that? Is it Drake? Is it?
2: That is correct.
0: Drake started from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. Barry Trotz. Look, this Islanders team was not expected to make the playoffs. They were dead last, I believe, if not one of the worst teams in the yep. NHL last year. New uh, fired their GM, fired their coach, lost John Tavares, and now look where the New York Islanders sit: second place in the Metro. They've got 99 points. And to me, they're one of the best defensive teams in the NHL right now. That 100% comes down to coaching. And, the and way- isn't
1: it funny? Isn't it funny, Dan and Courtney, that, you know, John Cooper's not on our list. <laughs> Who's going to lead Tampa right. to maybe the most wins ever right. in the history of the NHL? And I've got to give a shout out to our good friend, the Chief, Craig Berube. What a turnaround he has put together in St. Louis. Yo was fired early in the season Baruby takes over. They were left for dead. Like you asked me, I think at one time was Carolina going to make the playoffs. I said, no. And of course they have a chance now. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave my words there, but I could have said the same thing about St. Louis. And mm-hmm. I was, they're done at the point they were done. And Craig Baruby will also get votes for coach of the year.
0: So caps are wrapping up. their Regular season, that's who we give our awards to for the regular season. Dad, yep. real quick, before I let you go, you can maybe go yeah. sunbathe or something in Florida. I don't know what you <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna. Come back with a tan, would you? Okay, so three games left. Florida, Montreal, Big game versus the Islanders on Saturday. What is your key for the caps?
1: Health. I, I want them to play hard and smart. What happens is is you often hear, Oh, we're going to let off the gas. There's really nothing to play for. Well, I'm glad there's something to play for. This is a team that's fighting for first place. So I expect nothing but hard work and grinded out hockey. And because of that, they'll stay healthy, knock on wood. And I think that's the way to approach these games coming up. They should win two or three easily. And that third one against the Islanders is going to be a real toughie
0: on Saturday night. Well, Dad, you mentioned health, and the Caps have had some weird flu bug, I guess, going around. Brett Connolly, Kuznetsov missed a practice. T.J. Oshi. but so this actually brings me to a really funny story of when I was in when I was coaching college it's the best hockey story ever. in Potsdam. And Dad, you actually happened to witness this, and I'm sure as soon as I mentioned flu, you know exactly the story that yep. I'm going to tell. So we're yep. uh, we're on a road trip, and we're in Pittsburgh, and we're playing the Chatham Cougars, who happen to be the worst team in our league i think they win maybe one or two games a season but they have they've turned it around they have a very good program um currently but we're on the road and it's a eight-hour bus trip so everybody's confined to these small quarters no ventilation welcome to the bus league ladies and we get to pittsburgh and i think we i can't remember if we played the night before but anyways we wake up it's it's game day morning and us coaches had been informed that like four girls were taken to the hospital. And we're like, wait a second, what is what is happening? We come to know that nine girls on our team had caught the flu, including our two goaltenders. We only had two <laughs> goaltenders. Our leading scorer, our leading defenseman, and then just deaf girls, basically our entire team and we ended up having to dress a girl that had never played goalie before in pads. I'm in the locker room. She's like, "How do I put these pads on?" I'm like, "I have no idea." <laughs> Meanwhile, this the girls our goalies aren't there because they're like confined to quarantine because we don't want them to get any of the other girls sick. And I remember to this day, dad was it was one of my last weekends coaching at Potsdam, and I asked dad, I was like, "Dad, what in the heck do I tell these girls cuz like we had to win this game because it was one of the last games of the season and we had to win in order to make playoffs." And he's like, Listen, Courtney, you've got to tell him about the layers of defense. He's like, you have these three <laughs> layers and you wanna block everything. He's like, girls better be sacrificing, they better be diving in front of the goalie. Sad to say, our team did not win that game. Uh, it was close. But that
1: out. was a great story. That was one of my favorite road trips. I mean, it was so fun. I think you did play That's because you didn't get the flu. <laughs> I
2: know, they
1: just all got it. It's amazing, but it was a good job by you guys coaching that team. That was decimated, and I hope that this is through the Caps. Um, yeah. You know they've gone through those four guys. We're hoping that's it right now for this hockey team.
0: Well, thanks, Dad, for joining us from sunny Florida. Caps have three games remaining on your on their season. Craig Lachlan, Courtney Lachlan, Dan Nolan, guys. We'll see you next time for playoffs. Playoff. Thanks for listening to Family Face Off, presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. See you guys at playoffs!